Welcome back to Astronaut to Zookeeper podcast. Now, this is a slightly different episode, um, finishing off series one. And just before we start series two, um, I decided to do a little bonus episode called What My Students Taught Me. Over the last, well, series of months, I managed to catch up with nine former students um, and chatted to them all about the career that they are now in, which was just amazing to hear about all of these different types of jobs. Um, And hopefully that's helped people who are perhaps considering uh, career paths in the future or changing career paths. Uh, But also what came out of it was lots of really interesting conversations and genuine insights, life advice and real nuggets of wisdom. So what I wanted to do for this episode was go back to each interview and to share what this old teacher was actually taught by her former students. I think I'd, I'd do more in my spare time as a teenager to get me maybe to this end point. Um, so out in nature more Yeah, as a Yeah, so either volunteering or like joining the Young Farmers Club or something. Mm. Just something that would have got me out of the, the bubble that I was in at school where I wasn't happy a lot of the time because I was occasionally bullied. Um, and some of my friends, I love them all really dearly and I'm still in touch with so many of them now. Um, but I, I was the weirder one that I had hobbies that, and interests that at the time I didn't really know were weirder, but like... But that's cool now. Exactly, right? this is the thing. I'm the person now that they're like, oh, that is a cool thing to do. Episode two with the wonderful Emma Pooley, who is a city farmer who also dabbles in gerbils, one of my favourite sound bites from the whole interview. Um, it was so nice to catch up with Emma. It was a wet and windy and freezing cold day before lockdown and uh, we met up and had a lovely chat. And what I learned from Emma was that there is no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. Emma was saying that 90% of her time Time. She is outside in all weathers, looking after the animals, um, picking up poo. That was a common motif of the interview. Uh, but I really, really admired um, Emma's sort of practicality that just get on with the job. But she clearly, clearly loves her job as well. And the dedication and the enthusiasm that she has for animals and also teaching other people about animals, uh, younger generations and, and, and using those, all of the those skills together so I was really impressed with Emma and I have called her the practical pioneer she went down her own route she found her own path to this uh, to this career um, not necessarily the path that everyone goes down she she worked her way through uh, obstacles um, overcame uh, all sorts of things in the process and I really admire that um, so it was a delight to speak to Emma and yeah I, I think what I, I learned is that being outside is good um, cuddling animals is good uh, carefully especially when it comes to hedgehogs um, and yeah just a, a joyful love of whatever you want to do so finding your tribe not worrying about whether the thing that you're interested in is a little bit weird or different from what other people are interested in but in actual fact that in itself is the great thing and that's what makes us all different so thank you so much Emma uh, for coming on the show
say I was always quite level-headed. Like I always used to think about um, like consequences. Like okay. I was a very conscious person. Okay. So right. they, I always like, you know, like in, um, it's a bit like Doctor Strange, <laughs> like how he thinks of so many different like possibilities of outcomes. Mm. I felt like my brain was like that all the time. So I was like, mm, if I take this route, blah, 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 blah. If I take this route and I always tried to take the most suitable right. route at the time. So, so you were a thinker? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely a thinker. And so episode three was with uh, the wonderful Philip Morris. And so Philip is a theatre director. Um, and this was so interesting to chat to Philip about. Um, just what goes on in the mind of somebody who is essentially bringing a story to life. And this is how he described uh, what he does. Um, so I was really, really impressed by the way that um, Philip kind of worked out what he was good at through um, through different things, through different paths, through school, etc. Um, he he knew that he was a thinker. He knew that he was somebody that was aware of things. That he always got on with different types of people. That he connected people. Uh, that he thought about consequences. That he thought through everything. Um, and so it, th- this element he kind of seemed to really bring into um, his career as a director. So thinking through something and then working out how it all comes together how an idea uh, goes from something in in your head to manifesting onto a stage where a story is being acted out. Um, So I have called Philip the conscious creator. So somebody who's very aware of ideas and thoughts and experiences um, and creates that into or manifests that into something different, something for somebody to watch and enjoy uh, and to direct how that all happens um, all together. Also, um, I really liked what he said about let it be known what you want to do. Uh, Talk to people, speak it out, um, because opportunities arise and people talk and uh, people will refer you to other people. So, so yeah, that's I think it's really important to let other people know what you're thinking. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it, um, and things things happen. Things manifest. What's your favourite shape? Oh, uh, circle, triangle, rhombus. <laughs> All of them. All of them. All of them. Stacked on top. Stop. Words or pictures? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Good answer. Um, baked beans or marmite? Um, I can't eat baked beans <laughs> because they. Um, I'm like a, I'm like intolerant. No, they're intolerant to me. They're intolerant to you. But like, okay, I guess marmite then. But I don't really like it. Twiglets. Quick fire. <laughs> So episode four, and this was with the amazing Gillian Hibbs, <laughs> which which sounds like a circus act, but she is not. Uh, she is a children's book author and an illustrator. And uh, yeah, we had lots of laughs in this interview. It was a lot of fun catching up and just talking about what Gillian is doing now. Um, what I was impressed by, um, I loved how... 
uh, Jilling was describing how she got her ideas for her books, her children's books. Um, so she was talking specifically about one um, book where she was on a bus and she noticed a little um, plant being grown in a pot in a flat on, outside the window. And that sparked off an idea for Errol's Garden. And it was just this... Um, this really interesting way of observing life and taking an idea from the everyday. Um, but there's something joyful about that. And so I have called Gillian the joyful observer. And I think this is really uh, this is really evident in her in her illustrations. You can see the detail and the colour and the vibrancy um, and, and the joy of little things. And I was also, she was describing how uh, in her books that she wants uh, her children's books to be relatable to all sorts of different types of children no matter where they come from or what they do or where they live um, that uh, they could see themselves uh, in the stories and I think that was that was really that was really lovely to hear and so what what I learn as well so actually one thing that really sort of stood out for me was in Gillian's follow-up three which are the pieces of advice that um, we ask the interviewees to to give for our Instagram account at Astro Zookeeper check it out um, and one of them that Gillian said was to um, to look for trends and ignore them so look for what everyone else is doing and try to do something different is there something missing could you fill that gap that is missing and I think this is really good advice for for creatives out there to um, to explore not just follow what everyone else is doing what the latest thing is but is there a gap is there something that you could do which is different um, so so yeah it was uh, wonderful to catch up um, like I said, uh, lots of laughs. And we, I think this was the only episode in the first series that we did a quick fire round, um, which was not so quick, but, but a lot of fun. So maybe we'll, we'll bring that back in in season two. You know, I've always tried to see the best in people. Um, you know, one um, introduction I made recently was between uh, a good friend of mine now who happened to be a client originally. Um, she runs a video consultancy platform and I happened to meet um, a contestant on um, All Together Now on the BBC oh, yeah. song, song Contest. Um, and she was looking for a videographer and I just thought these two would get on you know it's not that mm. I don't know any other videographers it was just that they had a very similar way I knew that the output that uh, Helen was looking for is something that Kat would definitely deliver I knew Kat was quite keen to pick up more of a prominent client so just trying to see the overlaps there mm. it, I think that's something relatively good at and so episode five was with um, Lawrence Grant. And what impressed me was that he really um, understood that key to everything in life, not just in, in business, um, is relationships and choosing the right people to be around um, and understanding how people work and who works well together, etc. Um, and that really came through in, in our conversation. Um, and it was it was interesting to hear him talk about this 
this idea of um, make sure you pick your friends wisely, you know, that that who you're around really affects who you are. Uh, but also be really conscious about um, who you have as mentors as well, whatever stage of life. Um, and he specifically said about choose mentors um, from people who just embody something that you want to be. And that doesn't have to be everything doesn't have to be oh this is the successful person and I want their lifestyle I want their their job I want their uh, money or whatever it, it could just be a personality trait so he mentioned kindness so somebody who is in your life who is kind and that's a character trait that you would really like to have you know choose that person as a mentor um, so there's loads of wisdom uh, that I got from uh, from Lawrence in this interview um, so I, I've given Lawrence the title of um, the purposeful visionary. Um, I think he sees things um, really clearly. Uh, I think he sees connections. So he has that visionary element to who he is. Uh, but it's always got to have a purpose. Um, he was talking about business, you know, solving a problem. There needs to be a purpose to something. And he, he's very conscious about um, self-awareness um, and self-discovery and the type of person who he is. So he's not the sort of, he's not a separate person from who he is as a professional it's it, it, he takes a holistic approach uh, and that was really refreshing so thank you Lawrence so much and also I should say that there was enough in this particular interview to have a whole other podcast I could set it up what was happening in Miss Willis's art room that she didn't know that was happening <laughs> but perhaps that's that's for a whole new series well, that's the end of part one. We'll continue in part two with more of what my wonderful former students have taught me.